here with another episode of Currently Binging, the podcast about all things TV and movies. If you're listening for the first time, welcome. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to my voice on. Also, take a few extra seconds, rate, comment, all greatly appreciate it. So yes, we are discussing Gossip Girl. If you clicked on this, that's what we're talking about. I know, I know we started the year off strong and then it was just like, where did Eva go? Well, you know, I was like, oh, it's going to be a dry January, meaning like no line, but who knew it would also be a dry January as far as television content is concerned, even movies. Like, I don't know what's going on. Like, we've been doing this for a while now, so we are pretty used to like January being slow, but there's always been something for us to talk about. But my gosh, the things that I wanted to talk about just were not happening. And so... um, I know Titans has been on my radar to talk about, but like apparently they split it in half and they're not coming back until the spring, which doesn't make sense to me. So, I mean, they're just trying to milk out or milk the um, final season. I'm pretty sure it's the final season for as far and as long as they can. So like I get it from that sense, but as far as how we're going to discuss it, we are not splitting this into two episodes. Um, I kind of talked about that a little bit in one of the last December episodes, but it's kind of how I felt about Gossip Girl, which is what we're discussing, um, because I wasn't sure if they were doing the same thing that they did for season one, where they split it in half. Like, I just don't like, I don't know. It's just weird for our streaming. Like, everyone's trying to, like, milk these shows for as long as they can if they're not going to do it weekly. But even for the ones that are weekly, like a Gossip Girl, like, why? Titans is weekly, too doesn't make sense to me. I may be the only one. But anyway, that's where we are. So January has been dry AF. (laughs) And here we are to finally discuss Gossip Girl. And surprise, surprise, it's the final season of Gossip Girl. So we only got two seasons. I mean, talk about a whammy. First of all, there's going to be spoilers. So like, if you didn't watch Gossip Girl, don't listen to this. Also, these are all my opinions. You may not agree with them. You may agree with them, but we can always discuss it cordially. So there's that. Um, But yeah, so (laughs) you all know I was waiting for all the episodes to drop because like I said, Gossip Girl was being dropped on a weekly basis. And when I watched season one of Gossip Girl, I'm pretty sure I binged it. So I binged the first part and then um, mostly binged the second part, meaning it was more of a delayed watching. So like letting a couple episodes drop and then watching them. This time I was just like, no, I just want all the episodes to drop and then we'll watch them because there's just some shows and I might, I may sound like a broken worker because I've said this before, but there are just some shows where I just prefer to watch them in a binge format. I mean, hello, the podcast is called Currently Binging. Um, so that's my preferred method to watch um, some of these things because I do watch a lot of like the same type of genres of shows. So it just works out better for me that way. So this one, I was like, okay, well, finale is coming up. There's 10 episodes. Uh, The finale dropped last week. And so I was like, do I just start watching them? Like, how do I want to watch this? And then all of a sudden we got the news that Gossip Girl was canceled. (laughs) Literally right before the final episode dropped. So now the finale turned into the series finale. And I was like, okay. So I did end up watching this over the weekend. I split this into three days just because that's how it worked out. Um with my schedule and so we did a three there was a three-day period 
we got through it, I was like, oh my gosh, all the twists and turns and things like that, you know, giving me all the things I love from a, a uh, I call them a teen, a teeny bopper show or teen drama, but you know, they're trying to rebrand it into young adult, so whatever, but <laughs> Um, all the things that I love from these types of um, dramas and then we got to the finale and I was just like what is going on so I'm like do we talk about the finale now or do we start from the beginning okay let's start from the beginning 10 episodes we literally start off I believe we start off right where we no we start off uh, in January. So last time we left them, I believe they were over break. If you want to know what has said about season one, I will link it in the show notes. So you can click and you can go hear what I had to say. We're not going to really discuss everything that happened in season one, but season two, we start off as the new year's January. Happy new year. Um, and how do we talk about this? I think we're going to go person by person. Let's start with Julian. I wrote a lot of times in here, like, Julian is a horrible friend. She's really self-centered. I mean, these are teenagers we're talking about. Teenagers with privilege who don't really seem to understand. Like, Julian tries to say, like, she does understand it. And I feel like Zoya tries to um, shed light on, like, how privileged, like, they are. Her, her, She and her friends are. Their circumstances are. Like, she tries to, Zoya tries to stand more for um, those more, um, what's the word? those more type of like stand for something justice related like all that I can't think of the word but you all know what I'm talking about whereas Julian kind of tries to do that but then also like not really because everything that she does is kind of has like a layer of like selfishness applied to it but you can kind of say that for all the kids so Julian I think she had and Julian and Zoya like all last season it was like mainly about them how we put these two together or pit these two together. We know they're sisters and all of that. Like that was Gossip Girl's main like thing. Um, Cause their whole thing was like, we want to get the school back and take the school back from the kids cause the kids are running the school. And so this coming back, like we're coming and we don't see Obi at all the first episode. Um, cause we have that big fallout between him and his new girlfriend, uh, whose name is, you know, oh no, I had to write all the kids names down. Grace, is Grace her name? Yeah. Uh, so we they have that big fallout with Grace where like Julian and Monet and um, Luna kind of like set her up to fail and like filmed her and all of that stuff and like posted it and Obi got super upset about that so like we're still we're coming off of all of that and so uh, <laughs> Julian is just like in a place where um, she's kind of like I don't want to be at the top like I don't want to be Number one, like even though she's a very influential person in school, anything she wears, people try to copy. Um, she has a lot of followers, but she's kind of like, oh, I'm not paying attention to like that influencer life. Even though Monet and Luna are like, you need to pay attention to it. All the while, Monet like has her own motives because um, she kind of comes up as like the antagonist to Julian's I guess you can call her protagonist. I mean, you can find some positive and negative about all the kids, but that's the great thing about these types of shows is because like there's not really like an evil person. I mean, you could say it's Gossip Girl, but we're going to talk about that when we get to the end. <laughs> so like she's living with Z and Nick and um, kind of like during doing her own thing, but still... As Monet, I guess we got to talk about Julian and Monet at, at the same time because they, their storylines tie for at least the first 
almost half of the season. But Monet is kind of like in a different, and I will say, because Monet and Luna, I felt like they were kind of in the background a lot last season, which I mean, in one, in one um, view, it makes sense because like the main drama was around Zoya and Julian. But like, if you've listened for a while, you'll know that I've come to love like our, our secondary characters. I, always, I call them secondary characters um, because they're not like our main mains, but they're like kind of there. They add to the story, like they have relationships and they're interesting sometimes. And I feel like it was just like Luna and Monet, it was more that they could have done with them. And they were just kind of there to be like Julian's pawns. And it felt very like superficial and um, like on the nose versus like, making us care about them and I feel like they try to do that a little bit more this season was it perfect no but I do appreciate that the intent was there and so with Monet we know like she has a very um difficult all these kids have more not all most of these kids have difficult um relationships with their parents now that I'm sitting here thinking about it like really almost all the kids do <laughs> like there's like a couple who don't Zoya um Max even though he had his thing with one of his dads last season, but like this season they're in a better place. Um, but like everyone else, oh, and also, um, oh my gosh, what's the girl's name? Audrey, kind of, or not kind of, but like she, well, at least with her mom, we do get to see more of her dad, but like that's down the line. <laughs> but uh, we know Lene has like very um, big issues with her mom, like her mom. And it's, you can kind of understand where she's coming from because like, she ha comes from, her mom has come from the place of like, you need to put yourself out there. You need to like take yourself, your future seriously. Like you don't need to, I'm like paraphrasing the way that I dissected it. Um, you don't need to like worry about these frivolous things like the fashion and the social media and all that stuff. Because at the end of the day, like none of that is going to matter when it comes to what your future is going to be. Also, you're a black woman. So you have like multiple minorities going against you. And so therefore, like you're playing into a trope that's not going to help you at the end of the day. Whereas you need, you have so much potential. Like I'm your mom. I can see the potential that you have, but you're not leveraging it. And yes, Monet's mom is not communicating it in a great way, but that's kind of like where they are relationship wise. And so a lot of the reason why Monet does things, part of it, I think is her mom. And the other part of it is like, it's kind of the thing where um, you can kind of apply it to like the work, um, the work environment or uh, even school in a way. Like if you do like group projects and like everyone works on, everyone's supposed to work on specific pieces of the project, but like there may be people in the group who are doing more than other people in the group. And then when it, when it comes time to like to do the presentation, um, the people who didn't do much are kind of standing on the same platform of, of the people who've done everything and they're getting the credit for it and they're getting the kudos for it. And it's kind of the same for Monet and even Luna in a way, but Monet more so um, because it's like they've been creating and curating and helping Julian build this persona for herself. And you kind of see it even more so with Luna towards the end of her kind of being like, oh no, I'm going to take back like some of back take back control over like all the work that I've put into it because I know that I'm worth it but like with Monet we see it more so upfront she's like wait I've been 
investing in you. Like my whole future has been tied, has been tied into you succeeding and you don't even want this. So why should I let you like take me down with you in a way? You know, that's not really what she's saying, but it's kind of what she's saying. So I think that's an interesting dynamic uh, because then it's like, okay, you're not going to do it. Then I'm going to sabotage you and I'm going to show you because I'm the one who's been working behind the scenes to prop you up. I'm going to show you how it's really done, but I'm going to prop myself up instead. And so I think it makes for great um, conflict and we get to see it play out in um, Gossip Girl essentially trying to pit them together or not even Gossip Girl, more so Monet trying to force a narrative and kind of like woman against woman, but it kind of also... It doesn't last too long because we get to the point where even though Monet's like doing all these backhanded things and even though it at some point seemed like, oh, maybe um, Julian is like a few steps ahead of her, but then it's like, oh, no, wait, Monet is actually even further ahead of her, which speaks even more so to the fact that Monet was the one putting in the work to like construct who Julian is in a way. And Julian was just like following directions because she's still kind of doing that with Luna because Luna's the one who's kind of laying out the plan. But like the thing that they're forgetting is that both Luna and Monet were laying out the plan. So they're like, Monet's going to know what you all are going to do. Like she's been doing this with you for years now. She's going to know what you're going to do. So I think it was a little, um, what's the word? Naive of them to think that they could try to pull one over on Monet when she like, this is what she does. <laughs> so we kind of get to see uh, that like kind of bubble up and then come down because Julian in tandem is kind of doing the stop the story um, campaign. And I believe this is, this happens like after her Monet are like, oh, let's not go against each other. Like, and there are this whole, they have this whole thing where it's like, oh, women putting women against each other. And then Julian, and then Julian's like telling like all these things that happened in the previous year. Like, this is what really happened. Um, this was the story behind the story, like her relationship with Obi. So it's a lot of like those types of things where it's like, I'm going to get real with you. But like, I don't know. <laughs> it just comes off a little because you know like influencers are like oh I'm gonna be real like no filter it kind of reminds me of that even though it's like no filters but it's still like a very highly curated type of um idea of curation um or or, or yeah a high a highly curated idea of like what they think being real is if that makes sense so um we get to see that uh, and Julian throughout the rest of the season, like has these different stop the, stop the story, uh, campaigns that causes a lot of trouble for her. But, um, Monet and her mom, cause her mom is kind of like playing, we see more of her mom. I mean, we saw her mom last season, but we do see more of her this season in relation to Kate in relation to her trying to work with Gossip Girl and then out Gossip Girl, um, which we'll talk about more when we get to Kate, but, um, <laughs> And then we see that moment where like her and Monet, because Monet is kind of like at the point where it's like every single thing that I do, like it's not enough. Gossip Girl pretty much outed Monet for trying to slut shame um, Zoya, which was like, why would you do that? <laughs> like people literally go to gel can have on their record. Like if you share, even though she didn't share like the actual video, but like she still put that information out there. Like if you share 
video or post video or photos online of someone underage, like as revenge, like you can go to jail, you can get that put on your record, like why? But um, Gossip Girl is essentially like, she's trying to slut shame um, Zoya. And so now everyone's like against her. And Monet had some very, very like weird rules when she was in control for the couple of episodes that she was in control for the school. Like she had the dress code, she was super mean. And I was just like, why are these kids letting her do this? With her two little minions, I thought it was funny when Luna sent them to Pete Davidson's house. I'm doing air quotes. <laughs> and they literally got lost and then we never saw them again after that. Oh my gosh, it was uh, ridiculous. So let's switch over to Zoya because Zoya is kind of the same thing as last season where I feel like she's more so she was trying to find her way last season because she was like in this new environment whereas this season she feels a little more grounded. Granted, this is only like the second half of the school year. Um, so she feels a little more grounded. She has her friend Shan, which I thought Shan was not a great friend. I don't know. With friends like these, throughout this show I'm just like I don't know that I would want any of these people to be my friend but Shan to me and we could agree to disagree but Shan to me just did not feel like a good friend based on a lot of the things that she did throughout the season even last season if I if I'm recalling correctly I feel like I said she didn't feel like um like a good friend or a good like influence for Zoya I can't remember but even when we were introduced to her it was just kind of like I don't think you should go with her <laughs> because who knows what's gonna happen but just like even having more of her and um even get to see her family because like she came at the end of last season so we didn't really even know who Shan was um but we did learn a lot about her I will say they did a lot of they did a better job of like developing some of these um characters who we didn't spend a lot of time with which I already said in relation to like Monet and Luna, but even for someone like Shan, who we just really didn't even know. Although I do feel like I still have some questions about her and her motivation. Cause it was just, it just was like, why? Like granted the whole thing was like when she found out about um, Nick getting the money from Julian's debt, but then lying, talking about he got a promotion. And she's like, oh, I don't know if I want to tell like she was struggling with telling Zoya, but then she told Gossip Girl. And then the whole thing when she took um, Zoya to, or before we even talk about that, when they were in school and there was a moment that they had the locker when uh, Zoya was like, oh, I got new shoes. And then the way that she looked at Zoya, it was like, what does this mean? Like, it was weird to me. I don't know if anyone else caught that. And then when she took Zoya to the party and the guy was like, oh yeah, my sister and Shan, like they left. They couldn't get in touch with her. It was just like, why would you take your, I mean, maybe it's, I don't know, maybe it's like an age difference or something like that. But like, if anyone's listening, who's like young, like a teenager in college, if you go out with a group of friends, like you don't just leave your friend at the freaking party that they don't even like anything could happen to them, especially nowadays, like anything they could die. They can end up being sexually assaulted. Like you do not know. So you don't just show up at a party. Like if whoever you show up to the party with, that is who you leave with. So the fact that Shan like showed up to the party with Zoya and then just like bounced and Zoya couldn't find her. And now Zoya stuck with this kid. And then like they sleep together and all of that, which leads to like the whole storyline of like, there's this tape and Zoya feels like there's not anyone who she can talk to because she can't find Julian because Julian's dealing with her own, her own thing. Uh, Shan was like 
had dissed her the night before. She says, oh, you can't really talk to her. But Zoya, like, really, in that episode, wanted to talk to Julian because Julian's her sister. She's her um, older sister. So, like, naturally, that's who she would want to go to. But she couldn't even get help from her. And she ends up getting help from Monet um, in a weird way, uh, which kind of leads to, like, the, everything that happens between Monet and her mom. But I don't know. Zoya, I struggle with her <laughs> a little bit because I feel like, I understand her intentions. I understand them. But there's a little bit of hypocrisy in Zoya. And you also kind of see that translate in her dad as well and Nick. Um, because like they're so gung-ho on things. But then the way that they go about it like ends up like causing hurt and chaos for those around them. So like with Zoya, it was just like every time she got involved in everything that was going on with Nick, it was like, girl, first of all, this is your father. This is your parent. Again, I don't know if it's an age thing, but like the level of disrespect <laughs> to parents, adults in general, general, but then to your parent, is just mind boggling to me. But like inserting yourself into what he's doing work-related, um, interrupting conversations that he's having with other adults. Like, I kept being like, Zoya, girl, stay out of grown people's business. I just, it was just like baffling to me. But even with Nick, like the whole scene where he goes to Shan's house and he has his nose turned up and he's just like, these elite uh, people... <laughs> I was going to say something else, but we're not going to say that. We're not going to say that. Um, but like these elite people, like, and then the fact, I think it didn't help that they kind of try to like downplay the their um, worth. Obviously downplay it because it was super obvious. Um, but, and so that was kind of like a slap in the face to be like, if you're on the receiving end of that, to be like, oh, you think so. And it, he was valid in saying like, you think so little of my daughter that like you don't bring out the best for her, even though like the direction that they got from Sam was like, oh, don't be so flaunty or whatever. Cause like, he's gonna be super judgmental about it, but he's gonna be judgmental about it either way. And I think in that episode, cause y'all know I take notes. Um, I believe in that episode, um, I wrote down that uh, he was very, he was like a hypocrite. Cause it's like, what did I say? I have to find it because I don't even remember what episode this was in. But I do remember calling him a hypocrite. But yeah, because it's just like, I don't know. It was it was a little too much on the nose. But now that I'm looking at my nose, I need to go back to Julian because we need to talk about this this boy. <laughs> <laughs> that she was talking to at the beginning of this but um yeah so like you can kind of see like where Zoya gets gets it from because like and you understand why Nick is at has that mindset just based on like everything that he went through with Zoya's mom and um freaking Julian's dad but then also like these people have been super considerate, super like they've let your daughter come over here have dinner multiple times. And she's clearly been spending a lot of time there. And these people have been welcoming to her. So for you to come into their house in a disrespectful way, if we're being honest, and like turn your nose up at them because you have this belief about what you think like wealthy people are and how they act and you want to turn your nose up at them and like come into their house and be slightly disrespectful, not even slightly, be disrespectful, like there's a little hypocrisy in that. It's like Zoya, Nick, I mean, 
father-daughter is kind of some similarities there. But going back to Julian, when Julian met that guy and that guy was like, he's married, even though we found out that that was a lie. <laughs> but I was like, oh my gosh, no, 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 no. We are not going down this line of like freaking adultery. And then also it was kind of like, cause you all know, I have very strong opinions about like relationships for young people and getting married, like super, super young. I was like, if anything, this just makes the case. Cause like he was saying he was 21 and he was married. I was like, if anything, this is what makes the case to not get married <laughs> at a super young age. Granted, not everyone's story. I always have to say this. Not everyone's story is the same or experience is the same. There are people who are high school sweethearts who get married and like stay married for until their dying breath even though that like at this point that was a different time than today but like there are still people like even like millennials even though this is like gen z there are millennials who were who are high school sweethearts who are still married and there are millennials who are high school sweethearts and they're divorced so like everyone's story is different but like i'm just gonna say this real quickly that is your time to figure out who you are and figure out who you are and not be attached to another individual. So <laughs> that's all we're going to say on that. But then we found out that he was not um, married. He had lied because his sister was one of Julian's father's victims, which I feel like they're just like super strong, hard hitting topics in here, but they're get, it gets buried by like the amount of ridiculous drama that's going on. Um, and they kind of like, they just scratched the surface, like, uh, everything around like sexual assault, like just scratch, even like the stuff that happened with Zoya with the, um, with the sex tape, like barely scratched the surface and then kind of like, um, oh, buried it away because one, there's a lot of kids and there are a lot of storylines to get to, but then also I just feel like it's just not that type of like drama show for being honest like maybe if it was netflix or like some other show maybe maybe we would go a little bit deeper but it's kind of like surface level uh who have we not talked about oh my gosh we got to talk about the thruple and i just recently saw an article and i didn't read it i just saw the title of, a, of it where it was like why is like why are like all gen z shows why do they now have thruples and i was like it just seems like unnecessary hard work <laughs> Like being in a relationship with one person is hard enough. Then you add another person to it. Like there's always going to be issues. Someone eventually, it may not be in the beginning, but someone eventually is going to get jealous or like that something's going to happen where you're all going to need to like, you're all going to split up. So it's just not something that I feel like is uh, sustainable. This is just me, Eva's personal POV. But let's talk about Max. Let's talk about Audrey. Let's talk about... Uh, Aki. So they're in a throuple. They're trying to make it work in the beginning. Again, these are teenagers. A little bit of selfishness happening here as well because you got Max being a little bit selfish. Like, I finally feel like good about being in a relationship because you know he was he was in them streets <laughs> up until this point. So he's like right around like I want to shout it to the rooftops. Like I want our relationship to be out there. Whereas Aki and Audrey are like, oh no, I don't know about that. Like, what are people going to think? Also, the other thing to think about is like. They're now in a throuple, but like the throuple started as a couple <laughs> and the couple was Audrey and Aki. So like we were eventually going to get to the point where the throuple was going to end and Audrey and Aki. Max may not have noticed that or realized that, but like that was where we were going to go. That was how we we're going to end things. I kind of hoped 
and wanting and wanted it to end a little bit earlier than it did because we went the entire season with the struggle and then it started to like dissolve towards the last couple of episodes but like I think the thing that I was missing because like if you're an OG Gossip Girl watcher like you think about like Chuck Bass because Max they kind of try to compare him to Chuck Bass last season but like yeah there was some sensitivity there yes we got to love Chuck but like he was still Chuck <laughs> in a way there was still like some spiciness there whereas with Max it was just like for nine episodes he was just very like loving and relationships and all of this and all of that and it was just like kind of like tunnel vision on this relationship and so like that spiciness that like danger that we kind of grew to kind of like get from him in season one we weren't really getting uh until um Obi's sister oh we gotta talk about Obi Obi's sister like popped up back in the scene we gotta talk about Obi and his sister oh my gosh um so I kind of wish like we started we started to see the throuple like break down towards the middle of the season versus the end of the season um because I wanted to see more of Max post the throuple versus like the little snippet we got uh in the finale episode but yeah so you have that happening then they finally come out um as like the thruple and as with all things where too many people are involved <laughs> uh things start to break down because um one we have Aki who kissed the one girl who uh they used to go to school with and then that was kind of getting out via gossip girl and then you had like everything that was going on with, which I, I wish they would have went a little bit further with this because this is the episode where it was like some type of like film, film festival or something like that, that Aki was a part of. And this was when everything was going on with uh, Audrey's mom. Oh my gosh, it's so many kids. It's so many kids. It's so many different storylines because the whole thing with Aki's, uh, not Aki, but Audrey's mom and her dad, like, wild. We're going to talk about it in a minute. <laughs> it was just like, watching that, I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> what is wrong with these people? Um, but, uh, so, our, Audrey is dealing with the fall with that. She's trying to get, pretty much clear her mom's name and get, like, her mom's name back. And so, her and Max are really focused on that. And Aki is, like, very excited about what he's doing. He wants them to come share in his excitement. But it's kind of like they're just focused on, like, their thing. And he mentions that to them when they finally show up. And he's like, this was the last day. This is it. You missed it. It was just like, we always do you all's things. But this is, like, the one thing that I wanted, do, wanted to do. And you all pretty much was, was like, F me. <laughs> essentially and I wish they would have went a little further like every single like thing where I feel like we were kind of like nudging up on something like a topic that we could have got a lot of juice out of it was just kind of like we we like what's the word what is it we graded it and then kind of like put the put the lemon down you know when you grate the lemon you get like the zest or whatever like we got some zest and we were like oh that's enough we don't need the juice so that's that's kind of how I felt with this um but like yeah, and so that was kind of like the beginning of the breakdown. And then um, when 
Max found out because Max is like, he said, I love you first to them. And that was like a whole thing. And you could kind of see like Aki and Audrey really were only with Max more so for the physical and like what they could get from him. And there wasn't really anything like deep and emotional um, between them because like they already have like that emotional connection like they've been together for so long and then they let max into this relationship and so you can kind of see like them kind of like slowly coming to that realization episode after episode um even when they were like oh we love you towards the end of that episode when um max said he loved you it was kind of like but yeah but do you really no not really and so then when audrey found finds out that aki um had kissed Oh, girl, via Gossip Girl. And like, I think that was, that was, a, well, I don't think I know because they told us that was an episode where they kind of came to realize they were like, okay, wait a minute. No, who I really care. Audrey, Audrey, me. I really care about Aki. Aki, me. I really care about Audrey. Max is kind of just kind of going to be SOL. And so um, when Max finds out that they knew that one that Aki kiss someone outside of their throuple and then that Audrey had already known and they hadn't told him and then he has his own spiral and he goes back to um freaking what is Obi's sister's name I know I wrote it down uh but he goes back to her and she's like essentially like oh we're gonna start sleeping together again and then she this kind of goes into we got to talk about Obi and his sister and their family because their family's freaking crazy but before we do that Audrey's mom and dad and the assistant slash uh mistress <laughs> now fiance of uh Audrey's freaking husband or father that whole thing was just like, and I think for me, some of the stuff that I'm missing is like, what is the motive? Like, I don't understand the motive for some of these like extra characters who come in because the way that she came in and like pretty much said that Audrey's mom stole designs from her and then tried to push the designs out as her own with no regard for how that would make Audrey feel her mom feel and lied and said like her mom stole her designs when her mom made those designs herself and then tried to profit off of it and use Julian like put as like a wedge between uh which is kind of where like that new the new rivalry started between um we have so much to talk about I'm literally like looking and I'm like oh my gosh there's so many people we still gotta talk about <laughs> We'll put that wedge between uh, Audrey and Julian. <sighs> My gosh. And then the fact that her father just did not care. Like, okay, you could, there is, there's something that could be said about like how he may not have any empathy for um, Audrey's mom. But like to did not even have empathy for your own daughter and to blatantly watch this woman destroy your child's mom, but then also your mom or not your, your mom, your child um, in the process with her actions and you not care and you be 100% on board. Crazy. Oh my gosh. So crazy. So there was that. Um, and then in the midst of while all this is going on, we get a freaking visit 
from a blast from the past, we get freaking Georgina, <laughs> which if you watched OG, uh, if you watch OG or if you watched OG Gossip Girl, then you know Georgina always caused chaos. She came in here and caused chaos. Oh, some of it I was like, did we really need this chaos? <laughs> like, I see what you're trying to do. Yes, give us like that connection to the OG Gossip Girl. But like also, it was some of some of it was kind of like, okay, okay, girl, goodbye. <laughs> A little bit for me. Um, especially towards the end. Like everything that's happened with like Kate and with Jordan, especially, and then like the things that she was forcing them to do it was just like, okay. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it was just me, but like, that's kind of how I felt about it. Um, well, let's talk about Obi because Obi, he's kind of trying to play the low, the, um, like playing the shadows a little bit this season. Um, initially he's like, I don't want to be a part of this chaos. All these, all my friends do are, is ruin people's lives. Look at what they've done to me. You have Grace in his ear, like, oh no, you should be like, I like your friends. I love hanging out with them. And like, she's trying to like get more, um, emerged in his friend group. But then we kind of find out, which is not surprising, that Grace is literally freaking cheating or not well, cheating, but also using um, freaking Obi because her mom does not approve of the guy that she was originally with. And so she broke up with him in public, but it's still seeing him in private, but it's with Obi in public. And so, of course, Julian's the one who sees it. And so Julian's like, oh, do I tell him? Do I not tell him? And then, like, she comes up with this whole plan to, like, try to out forcefully out the deception, which they do end up doing her in along with um, the guy whose name I wrote down, but I cannot find it in my notes. But they end up essentially like being like, no, this is the deal. And then come to find out she is not only cheating on Obi with the one guy, but like with some other guys so who even knows how many people she's cheating with. So like, that's kind of like, okay, goodbye. We don't see her after that. But then we get back into Obi's family, which was kind of like the thing that was like his whole, like what drives Obi kind of gives him like that kind of like angsty, sad, but like still attractive kind of like character that we get a lot from these like, the, like a leading man I'm doing air quotes again the leading man in these like young adult stories <laughs> um but we get um we get more of his family we kind of find out like there's this big uh controversy happening with family where essentially they bought land I don't know I couldn't I was trying to follow it but like I didn't write down but essentially I can't I don't know if people died or what happened but he thought it was his mom. So of course, because these kids don't know how to mind their business, they insert themselves into adult business all the time. Uh, he's trying to work with Gossip Girl. And the one thing I was like, I don't understand why Gossip Girl is, or Kate, why she's not like taking anything that Obi is giving her because he had tried to reach out to her before and she had ignored it. So he was kind of like, well, then I'm not going to work with you. But then he was like, okay, wait, no, I need to work with Gossip Girl because every other avenue or path he was trying to go down, he was getting um, rejected. But it was all because Kate was like, oh, not focused on the big fry. She was focused on like the little fish, <laughs> which were the students. But then after Georgina, Georgina was the one who got her to be like, oh no, you need to, you 
our gossip girl, like you can influence the world. And so that kind of like changes her to be like, oh no, I'm going to go after the big fish. We're going to talk about Kate because we, ooh, I got a few things to say about Kate. <laughs> but uh, so she ends up essentially working with gossip girl to out what his mom did and get his mom arrested. But come to find out Heidi, which I found her name, Heidi, his sister, concocted this whole thing from the jump. And it was just like the level of insanity in this family. Oh my gosh. But the most insane one is Heidi. Like how she manipulated Max and then tried to like out him to Audrey and Aki. What she did to her mom. I was just like, <laughs> like literally I was like, what is going on? <laughs> insane so so um which we are we gotta get to we gotta get to the um finale because it kind of like wraps up everyone's stories so we'll get to that in a minute but Heidi would not want to be friends with her at all wouldn't even want to be an associate <laughs> with her because who knows what she would turn around and do but we have um we talked about Obi let's talk about the teachers because you all know I was a little skeptical going into Gossip Girl because you know I'm a proponent of if it worked the first time, like we don't need to do it again. But the thing that I did like about this Gossip Girl was that Gossip Girl is the teachers. I thought that was an interesting angle. And so we are again following Kate. She's pretty much running Gossip Girl on her own. Sometimes she gets a little bit of help from Jordan, more so towards the end of the season. But when I say Kate was obsessed, I literally wrote in all caps at one point. Kate is obsessed with Gossip Girl. Like, <laughs> every when they had like the intervention at the restaurant when she showed up and like the other teachers were there from the first season, we hadn't seen uh, this season up until that point. And they were, she was like, Oh, we're gonna give you, she's like, Give me a month. And if I don't make a global impact in a month or things don't change, then I'll walk away. And I was like, this girl is not walking away. Like she was obsessed with the power and the influence that she thought that she could have, not only on the school because it was like, oh, she already passed that level. But it was like, no, I can make an influence on the world. And we know she's coming from a background, if we're going back to the first season of like she was a writer and all of that and like gossip girl is kind of like her writing outlet and it's like oh wait now i can like write and be impactful or be influential on a global level like why would she let that go she was so obsessed um and i was just waiting for her to get caught and um they do almost get caught because we get introduced to this new teacher who just like came back out of nowhere like oh i've been on sabbatical welcome back <laughs> And I was like, there, he's going to call, he's going to catch it. And I was so surprised. Like he did not realize, like he was getting hints and he's like, oh no, I think she's maybe gossip girl. But then Kate was able to manipulate it in a way to make him think that she was not. <laughs> and so, um, I thought that was like an interesting way to like, try to be like, oh, maybe they're caught. But then they actually do get caught and Jordan ends up because she, they're like, oh no, we need to figure out who is trying to hold the ransom over uh, 
this other teacher, which it took me so long. I don't even think I ever found out what his name was because I don't think they ever really said his name. But <laughs> they were like, we need to find out who is holding him, this ransom over him. And so Kate was trying to work him from one angle, but then Jordan ends up going to his mom's house and his mom flags it to him. And so then that's how he find, finds out that, uh, or he doesn't know who it is, but he ends up going to, or no, I think he does know that's Jordan, but then he ends up going to Kate's house and Kate thinks that it's, um, what's her name? The other teacher who works with them, uh, Wendy, she thinks that it's her. So when she, the knocks on the door, she's like, oh, come in. But it's actually the other teacher. And so they get caught and Jordan ends up taking the fall and so like, quitting because he's like super like anxious and just thinks the worst is going to come down because he doesn't know who the um the ransom person is so he ends up quitting being a teacher and going to work in like on the geek squad essentially <laughs> but then he still ends up helping her helping Kate because like we know that Jordan has liked Kate since season one and eventually he ends up telling her how he feels. And just when they're like, oh, we're going to like do something, she's going to do something about it. Like Georgina's in the picture. She tells her that she slept with him, but then like they still end up like sleeping together and becoming, being in a relationship. And so then like Kate is driven to like take down Camille because like last season, there was a whole thing with uh, when she did like a task rabbit type thing for Camille and that went all downhill. And so like she has been on this mission to take down Camille. Now she's on this mission just to take down all the parents <laughs> and so um this now ties into Camille and Camille because she's like oh well Gossip Girl seems to be working with on my relationship with Monet so like I'll keep giving you um like I'll support whatever is going on with Gossip Girl even though like she doesn't know who Gossip Girl is but then uh Monet's father is like up put a uh ransom or a bounty on Gossip Girl's head. And so this is kind of like the fall of Gossip Girl <laughs> because we essentially see, you all know I hate recapping stuff, <laughs> but we essentially see um, Kate literally fall because the kids are fed up. Julian was already fed up and she's like, we need to figure out who Gossip Girl is because she blames Gossip Girl for her relationship with Audrey going down the toilet and she's just like, we need to take her down because she has ruined our lives, but the other kids are not there yet. And so, um, but Camille is like, at the after the end of the party and everything, she's like, when she talks to um, Gossip Girl again, she's like, well, I'm going to find out who you are soon because I know you didn't check in and there were only 100 people here. So that means you already had to be here. So they're already at, kind of out on the clock already. But now all the kids are like, oh no, we're going to turn on Gossip Girl, but Obi's still kind of like, no, I'm trying to take my mom down, so I'm still going to work with her. And so he's like letting her know we're at the we're at the finale now. He's letting her know um, essentially what the kids are trying to do, like recording them all of that. Uh, and then the kids are like, oh, wait, someone in our group is sabotaging us, but they don't know who it is. Of course, Jolene finds out it's Obi. And so they kind of like box him out and they come up with this big elaborate plan, which I meant to look this up but they're all going to the Met Gala. I'm pretty sure this was filmed at during the actual Met Gala because all those kids went to the actual Met Gala last year. I saw the pictures. I meant to Google to see what they were wearing, but I'm pretty sure I remember seeing that red dress on the carpet and that like sparkly thing that Julian had on in the pictures. So I need to look it up, but 
I just feel like when they do these Met Gala scenes in the um in these shows and like the actual celebrities are there, like they had to have filmed it during the actual gala. But anyways, they come up with this big old elaborate plan and Zoya is going to take the fall because it makes sense because it's kind of similar to Dan. Like she was the new kid in town. The uh, stories didn't start until she showed up, until after she showed up. And so, I mean, in theory, okay. But like in reality, I don't know that I want to take the fall for this because like essentially you can go to jail for everything that happened on Gossip Girl. But you know... What else do you? So um, they come to this plan. Their whole thing is like they think that Gossip Girl is like she's doing all this because she wants the notoriety. Like she wants people to know who she is. So she sees Zoya taking the credit for being Gossip Girl. Then she's going to come up out the woodworks. And she's going to be like, no, Zoya's not Gossip Girl. I'm Gossip Girl. And then they're going to all know who Gossip Girl is. In theory, seems like could be potentially maybe a good plan. But like, of course, with all things, it doesn't really work out that way. Like, Zoya does end up taking the fall for a gossip girl. But like, Obi has his own thing going on with his sister. So he like outs her uh, and pretty much gets her to confess on live that she set their mom up. But like, the company didn't care because they were like, this is the type of person we need to lead our company. Um, and But then also... At the end of it, the kids are like, well, wait. And this is also when, like, our, the thruple explodes um, on that carpet. And so that's the end of that. Like, a lot of stuff happens on the, at the Met Gala. Um, and then also, this is kind of where Luna, which we didn't talk about Luna. Oh, my gosh. Freaking Luna. We did meet her mom. Her mom, another crazy parent. Super crazy. Pretty much just like, I didn't want to have kids. And I left you and didn't raise you because essentially I'm assuming she would be jealous of her or something like that. But like Luna, again, is kind of similar to Monet where she's been like constructing uh, Julian's life and like playing this role of like curating for her. And she's also like kind of like, oh, I'm a stylist. So when they have the moment, I know we breezed through Luna, I'm sorry. But when they have the moment on the... Um, carpet because like that conflict with her mom kind of I think makes her realize and even with a little bit of nudging from Monet because Monet is like standing up to her mom for her but even with a little bit of nudging from Monet like it makes her realize like her worth and I don't think that she thought of herself that way but I think even more so at the gala when um they're approached by oh my gosh I cannot remember his name I believe he's a creative director of Oscar de la Renta but when they're approached by him and He's like, oh, maybe like calls them both models. And then Julian makes that like side comment of like, oh, she's just a stylist. It's like the un like the blatant like blindness that Julian has to other people. Like she's just she's just always looking out what is gonna be good for herself. Even this whole plan to take down Gossip Girl was based on her own selfish need to be like well, she ruined my friendship and I am not to blame, Gossip Girl is to blame for why my life and my relationships are falling apart. So therefore we need to take her down. Like everything that she does is from like a selfish point of view. So when she says that Luna, like you see the realization in Luna, like this, 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 this heifer. I feel like I haven't said heifer in a while. Do we, is that, is this still a perfect? I don't know. <laughs> but that was the first thing that came to my mind. Hopefully it's not. But um, she was pretty much like, this girl did not just like literally 
like sue me off like I was trash or hadn't helped create who she is. Um, and so you kind of like see that realization there. But um, of course, Kate, which I was like, Kate, girl, don't go to the Met Gala. Like, listen to Jordan for once. Don't go there. Don't out yourself. Like, these kids are clearly how are on an agenda. And so she does it. But then they come up with like another plan. Because I was like, oh, no, I don't know. She's going <laughs> to like not um, fall for this. Because, like, again, she's come from a background of like, she wanted to be a writer. Uh, and like, this has been like a creative outlet for her. Um, and so when they, when she sees the story, the faux story that, um, Zoya is being approached for the rights to Gossip Girl to like create a movie, like there was no way she was not going to show up for that. So of course she shows up, but it's all a setup. And this is what kind of bothered me with this because one, they were like, well, you're an adult. Zoya's a kid. So like, she doesn't have a record. Like, she probably got probation or whatever, which is, which makes sense. Like, no qualms with that. What bothered me because we saw freaking um, Andy from Bravo and he was just like, oh, well, it would have been more interesting because it was a teenager, but like a teacher who wants to read that? And I was just like, um, I thought this was the most interesting angle of the entire series is that Gossip Girl was a teacher. Like, who wouldn't? We're literally sitting here watching that angle. Like, that did not make sense to me. And I don't know if they were just trying to be on the nose, but I was just like, no, I'm pretty sure there are a lot of people who will want to see this. So we get into like the last 15 to 20 minutes. And let me just tell you, I was not impressed. I was not happy at all. Like, it, the way that the last 15 and 20 minutes were, it to me, like for a series finale is like, there's no, there's no more storylines. Like there were some they were trying to put out there, but like not enough to be like, oh, give me another season. But then it also made it feel like, even though this was announced literally days before the finale. So we know they didn't go back into that, into the editing room and like re-edit the finale. But it kind of felt like that because it was just like, oh, did y'all know this was ending? Like the ending was just so horrible. We didn't see Monet in person. We saw Luna on a billboard. <laughs> I was just like, what is happening? We saw freaking Max like in the streets again, but then we hear a voice that kind of sounds like Chuck Bass, but I was like, was it really Chuck Bass? Like, I don't know. Was that supposed to be like a story angle for a potential season three? Didn't make sense. All the kids are in freaking, where were they? Rome? I believe they were in Rome. And it was just like, for like, what is happening? Like, I guess they're, this is the summertime. So I guess they're on summer break. But like freaking Julian trying to find her aunt because her aunt hasn't been in her life and she has like all these questions, but like we don't really get anything from that. I don't know. It's just a lot of like, oh, who cares? And Zoya kind of like meets someone uh, while she's going to, while she goes to visit some, I don't even, I don't know. I was just like, I'm not happy. I don't like this ending. I felt like it was a waste of time. I literally, I literally wrote, <laughs> what the F was that last 20 minutes? unnecessary in all caps because it was just like I mean for a series finale is it literally closed closed the door put the padlock on and threw the key in the ocean like you can't even find it to reopen it again like that's how much it was just like why 
So I was like, we didn't even get to see anything about like Kate, what happened with her? Did she go to jail? How much time did she get? Like I had so many questions about Kate and I feel like we just did not see anything about her. And we spent two seasons literally following her around. Yeah, we followed the kids, but we also followed her. Kate was a major character in this and we didn't see her at all. Didn't make sense to me. Um, like the side comments about like where Monet was, was like, okay, whatever. And then clearly there's some tension between Julian and Luna, even though Julian's trying to make it seem like there isn't because like Luna's on all the Oscar De La Renta billboards. So clearly she got the modeling gig, but like, okay. Um, and now we're back to like, kind of like the core four of like Aki and Audrey and then Julian and Obi, because I didn't mention this, but like they got back together. Who didn't see that one coming? And then also <laughs> Zoya kind of as like, the fifth will kind of like hanging or hanging on as they're like exploring Rome. I don't know. It was just very, very weird and unsatisfying to me for that to be the finale because it just felt so unnecessary. And even like the storylines of like if they were to get a season three and then they filmed this not knowing if they were or weren't like the storylines for a potential season three were super weak. Like, okay, it's called Gossip Girl. So if Gossip Girl's in jail, I'm assuming she is because we don't know where she is because they didn't tell us. But I've got some girls in jail. <laughs> like, what is the point? It was just like, oh, uh, it was, it, I mean, it was wrapped up for a series finale. Like, you feel like there's some closure. But then that last 20 minutes to me was just like, we didn't need it. So now that I got my little mini rant out of the way, let me look at my notes and make sure there's not anything that I missed that I actually want to talk about. Oh, there's something that I put in red from episode five. I guess if my parents weren't as active in my life or threw money at everything, then maybe I'd consider publicly humiliating and ruining them. I think I wrote this because at this point, everyone was like trying to ruin their parents. <laughs> Which I mean, if you're looking at it from that angle, it makes sense. Um... Yeah, I put in my takeaways. We didn't see Monet. We saw Luna via billboard. What happened to Kate? To the teachers? <laughs> like so many question marks. Um, it seemed unfinished. Yeah, I also wrote, I hate these titles. As in, the, I'm assuming the titles of, yeah, the titles of the episodes. I was just like, I don't really like them. <laughs> because, okay, you guys get a little, a little sneak peek in my process. So when I go to sit down and watch a show because I'm binging it, I write out all the episodes and episode titles. And then that way, when the episodes are like, cause I'm binging it and they're just flowing, then I can just jump down to the next episode and like write my notes. And so as I was writing these episode titles, down, I was like, I don't really like these titles. And then watching it, I was just like, I still don't really like these titles. Oh, <laughs> uh, what else? Oh, I put, I'm just here for the music. Can we talk about the music for a minute? Because like in the beginning, it was like, again, Gossip Girl, even first season, they gave us like some good music moments. I believe we had like Olivia Rodrigo. I feel like there may have been a Billie Eilish moment. Uh, this season, we got um, some Charlie XCX. Uh, we got someone else in the beginning. I didn't write it down. But we got some Sam Smith Unholy. Like Unholy dropped literally last month. <laughs> They were just like slotted in. We got freaking um, Beyonce. We got the uh, oh my gosh, what's what's the one? The last one on the album. Oh my gosh, why is the song name 
escaping me but the one that samples diana ross that one i was like that's y'all was like okay we're we gonna give beyonce some coins so we can use the song like <laughs> they had the they had the song songs towards the end of it so i was like okay um, but, <laughs> but yeah so again i was like i'm just here for the songs because i was living for all the songs but yeah oh they also have some like what's his name Omar Apollo, I believe is his name. He's like a newer artist as well. Like they had all, they had all the little gems in there. It's like, I see what you're doing, Gossip Girl. Okay. But yeah, that's all I have for Gossip Girl. That was a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. I want to know what you all thought about season two, the final season of Gossip Girl. It was a very short lived series. <laughs> Let me know all of your overall thoughts and I will talk to you all in the next episode. That's the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking through it to the end. Be sure to follow me on all the social media platforms at currentlybenjamin on Instagram and at currentbenjamin on Twitter. Also, hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on and I'll talk to you in the next one.